I'm a doctor. You know? Doctor? How can I make you understand doctor? Maybe if I sent you a bill or an old magazine. Believe it, this hurts me a lot more than it hurts me. Ah, you may have your moments that you hold dear, my good sir, madam, ma'am, children, fellow chickens. Mmm, meat, where'd you get meat? Wait a minute, where's the dog? Hey, MASH fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Kenny, and joining me, as always, are my good pals, Simon. Hello, gentlemen. And Al. Hi, how are you? Today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 19, titled Hawkeye. It's the 91st episode overall, directed by Larry Gelbart, written by Larry Gelbart and Simon Muntner. Originally aired on January 13th, 1976, and the production code is G520. Please don't fight. Okay, don't fight, please. I hate coming home to a fight. I don't suppose anybody speaks English here, huh? English? You speak English? You speak English? I speak a little Korean, but just enough to get my face slapped. Oh, could I have that bag, please? The bag? Yeah, that's it. That's the one on the floor. Right, that, with the red cross. Thank you. I'm a doctor. You know, doctor? How can I make you understand doctor? Maybe if I sent you a bill or an old magazine. Here, here, look, see? See, I'm with the 4077. 4077, you know? American Army Hospital, G.I. Joe, you know? The good guys, Doris Day. You smile, a song begins, you speak, and I hear violins, it's magic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Look, no offense, ma'am, but the water here has enough germs in it you could sell it by the slice. Well, the plot summary for this episode is rather complicated, so you might want to pay close attention. See, Hawkeye Pierce, going solo, has an accident with a jeep and is rescued by a South Korean family. To prevent himself from succumbing to a concussion, Hawkeye begins talking endlessly to the family, who can't understand a word he's saying. Please don't holler. I have an enormous pain in my head. It's really enormous. You could sell advertising space on it. You know? Advertising? Hello, everybody. Hello. The 4077 is about 20 miles south of here in Weijangbu. Oh, Weijangbu, yeah. Oh, Weijangbu. Weijangbu. Weijangbu, you know? Weijangbu, Korea, right? All right. I'm writing to them. I'm telling them to come and get me because I'm hurt. I must be because I'm a doctor and it says right here I'm hurt. I want somebody to take this note to the 4077 in Weijangbu. Weijangbu. Weijangbu, fast, as fast as you can go, please. Go fast. Go as fast as you can. Does she know where Weijangbu is? Weijangbu? Oh, great. 
Um, guest stars in this episode, uh, well, we have Philip Arn, who plays the father. Now, Philip Arn became the first Asian-American actor to have a star placed on the Hollywood Walk of Fame on the 14th of November, 1984. His star is on the 6,200th block of Hollywood Boulevard. Man, I'm glad I'm not the postman. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> All right, and next up we have Shizuku Hoshi. She plays the mother. Shizuku appeared in four episodes of MASH. Sadly, she appeared in one episode of Quincy. <laughs> and uh, June Kyoto Lu plays the pregnant woman. Uh, June also appeared in four episodes of MASH. Still acting today, she's also popped up in the sci-fi classic Fringe and Lost. And she's a huge, huge kudos for her appearing in Big Trouble in Little China. I'd love me some of those pork chop express, boy. Mm. <laughs> pork chops. And Susan Sakimoto plays the oldest child. Susan's only two credits on IMDb are for MASH. Hmm. And we have Jeff Osaka, who played the younger child. Unfortunately, this is Jeff's only acting credit. But on the positive side, he wasn't in Quincy. <laughs> That's very true. And finally, we have Jaylene's son, who played the younger child. This is her only acting credit, but later in life worked in the stunt department, and her last credit was for Batman Forever, which I'm sure she's quite embarrassed for. <laughs> uh, we may have a little problem here, folks. My head is bleeding. I'm sweating. My pulse feels like it's playing the minute waltz. Oh, look at him. And I thought I was in trouble. What you may have here is you may have a seat at a public concussion. I gotta hold on. I don't want to lose consciousness. I have a feeling if I uh, go to sleep here, I'm going to wake up at the family plot in Maine. People come from all over the state to look at our tombstones. The Pierces have been in Maine since 1680. Some of them are dead now. 1680? Huh. We came over early. Alexander Pierce played piano in the cocktail lounge on the Mayflower. But getting back to me, concussion-wise, just talking off the top of my possibly late-grade skull. Oh, thanks. I have eight bones in my head. You do, too. It's not just because I make $400 a month. But what my problem is now, mainly, is that one of my bones may have split two for one. You'd be getting a check soon if you had stock in my head. Believe me, this hurts me a lot more than it hurts me. Uh, but enough of this technical talk. Uh, putting it simply, what has happened is I have suffered a blow to my occipital bone right where it articulates with the parietal. See, what that's called is that's called a contra-coup. All right, so let's go ahead and start discussing this episode. <laughs> Al, you want to start oh, us off? Not really. <laughs> I didn't really like this episode. I just didn't like it. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I might be in the minority here, but... Um, when am I not? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do play a minority on TV. Yeah. Single white guy. Right. But anyway. So why didn't you like it? I just thought it was it was it was like the Hawkeye show. Now don't get me wrong, I like Alan Alda and I think he's a great actor and I love Hawkeye. But this was just like a one man play for him. A lot of it didn't make a lot of sense for me. Um the Jeep crash for example, now I know there's only so much they could do, and it was the, uh, well, probably late 70s by this time, 
and there's only so much they could do. But it didn't like like the accident was all that bad. He just kind of turned too quick and it flipped over on its side. And he comes out and he looks like he'd been, you know, beaten by meds, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then no stranger to uh, to concussions. I had my share of concussions. He was acting a little bit extreme for a concussion. Now, if, if he was that bad, then I seriously doubt if he'd be standing, let alone dancing and singing and doing stuff like that. I just mm. didn't think this episode worked. It was a little over the top for me. A um, couple things that, that made no sense to me uh, on top of this was he sent he sent the one child off to um, to mash with the note, right? Mm. 20 miles away, 20 miles away. And about 10 minutes into the episode, he's like, where are they? They should be here by now. How the heck oh, did yeah, he think I, she was going to get there that fast? Yeah, well, I thought that. Was, yeah, I thought that. I, it just it, it just it really just kind of bothered me that. I thought it was a lazily put together episode personally and, and um I, I just I just really like it. I, I it was yeah. just a showcase for Alan Alda and then I don't know why. Yeah. No, I mean I totally agree with you. I mean, I found it entertaining. Um I will admit I've seen this episode before, obviously. So when I rewatched it to kind of refresh my memory, I kind of fast forward past some of it. Um just because I mean, I really, I miss all the other cast members. Yes. That's why I watch MASH. It's for the ensemble. Exactly. Um, I thought Alan Alda was fantastic. To be able to hold the screen for 22 minutes, you know, while these, I mean, yes, the other actors were speaking Korean and they were interacting with them occasionally, but he was talking nonstop for the entire time, really on, on his, like you said, it was like a monologue all on his own. And it was random, and it was all over the place, and um, so I do give Alan Alden credit for that. I mean, I, I thought I think he was brilliant in the episode. It just wasn't a true mash episode for me, right? Just because it lacked all the other camaraderie with all the other cast members. Agreed. How about you, Meds? Um, I actually quite like it, but I agree with, <laughs> but I do agree <laughs> with, with both of you. It's kind of way. It, it, the thing that makes it unusual is because we've only got one character in it, um, but you know. Sometimes these things always happen, and this is like the the start of like really Alan Alder becoming quite the main star of the show. And I think I think we do get a little bit more of this kind of thing a bit later on. Um, I, I, I totally agree with what what Al brought up about the twenty minutes kind of thing because I, I remember thinking I actually had to go back to the beginning of the episode to make sure that I hadn't misheard it when sorry the twenty miles thing because I thought maybe I heard twenty minutes away. You know, and she could walk 20 minutes, but 20 miles away, I mean, I don't know if she was going to go on a horse or something like that, or a donkey, um, but I, I thought, yeah, that's a bit, you know, and, and I know, presumably this is meant to be spread out over a few hours or something, but, you know, it, it doesn't really come across as that on the thing. I like the fact that it, it kind of like, the episode starts off as the best of the Marx Brothers, um, but then as soon as you get to the round about the dinner table thing, and he's talking about his thumb. This literally turns in, and I think there's something like the behind the scenes, but it is it is acted like a Shakespeare play. The whole mm. of the the way Alder performs it, and the way that everyone's sitting around listening to him, is it, to me that's actually what made this episode really good. Uh, was purely Alan Alder's acting. Um, but yeah. you know, I do miss the other characters. But you know, there's nothing we can do about that. So if you put that away for a bit 
really, this is a this is a pretty good episode for him to pull it off all on his own. And Kenny, as you say, he's literally non-stop talking, and that's not an easy thing to do without it getting you know a bit stale or bored. Um, but yeah, you know, it's a shame we didn't see any of the other cast members, but they all get a credit, so they got paid. So man, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I think, like I said, Alan Alden deserves an Emmy for it. Just let alone his acting was amazing. I just didn't particularly like the way the story, you know, was right. with all the other. It just felt weird to me. It did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it fits into MASH, personally. Other than the fact, you know, that it's it's Hawkeye and it's set in Korea, I just, and, you know, during uh, the Korean War, I just didn't think that it fit in MASH, personally. I don't know, though, because, yeah. I mean, you have episodes like Cave and stuff like that, which is not set in the MASH area so you know it's a similar thing yeah that's a classic match episode off the side but that one also had all the cast members well it was mainly yeah, it was mainly hot lips and hawk wasn't it well but yeah but even two characters for some reason two characters is better than just one you know yeah, well, yeah, i don't know what it is not, I, not... I understand what you're saying yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah anyway after a day of cutting up the odd cadaver and while the parts and organs of the body were rattling around in my head i would dissect a whitefish Ah, you may have your moments that you hold dear, my good sir, madam, ma'am, children, fellow chickens. Your hearts may flutter as your flag unfurls. Your breaths may quicken to your national anthem. But for myself, I shall never forget the ease, the grace, the earnestness with which that whitefish gave itself up to me. One eye turned chastely toward its plate. The other staring unconcerned at its consumer. Me, Benjamin Franklin Pierce, M.D., mental deficient. As casually almost thoughtlessly yes (laughs) even wantonly i devoured it and without a murmur of dissent without so much as a white fish whimper it gave itself up to me its very molecules of protein melding with my own until today that white fish sings to you i'm a yankee doodle herring yankee doodle do or die not bad huh you thought i was gonna be lousy Yankee Doodle went to London riding on a pony. I am that Yankee Doodle boy. I always had certain problems with pitch. All right, let's move on to some behind the scenes. I will start us off. Hawkeye is injured avoiding kids in his Jeep. This episode takes place at a Korean family's home and does not show one scene in an operating room as per Alan Alda's contract. Wow. Um, now I'm now I'm gonna admit this. You know I I scour the internet for really cool behind the scenes facts. I, there's no way of fact checking any of these facts that we say. So mm, I don't I don't I don't think that I don't agree with that one really. Yeah, I mean I'm just saying it, it may be true, it may not mm. be true. These are things I'm finding. It seems, an you odd, know. it seems an odd thing to want in your contract, isn't it? Because it's limiting your comic ability. It's true, but we also know how Alan Alden got towards, like you said, mm. more towards the end of Mash. You know, where he was demanding more and he was, you know, the show became about him. Yeah. So, I, sure, I mean, I, sure I, I, I think this is feasible. Though, where in MASH where we don't see the operating theatre. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe it's just one per season that he requires. Yeah, could and, be. Could be, yeah. And this was the one, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he wanted it to be, if it was just him, then it was just him. No operating room. Mm. Who knows? Yeah, there's any possibilities, yeah. Yeah. Well, even though the rest are credited, Alan Alda is the only regular actor who appears in this episode, as we've mentioned time and time again so far. Uh, 
This is also the only episode of the series to only feature one single character. Yeah, so it makes it unique. And throughout the episode, Alan Alder is the only one to speak lines in English. No other English-speaking cast members were present. To be like this podcast, it's only me who speaks English. Yeah, or hurt during <laughs> filming. So, <laughs> Hawkeye mentions that he had a private practice in Boston when he was mustered into the Army Reserve. Hmm. Yeah. This episode is known as a bottle episode, wherein events take place in as few sets as possible to save money. Uh, Hawkeye impersonates Olivier's Richard III. Large Olivier, Richard III. of our discontent made glorious summer by the son of York. Now that's really good. Let's see your dog do that. But unless he saw Olivier in London or Australia on stage, he couldn't have known about his performance. And the film, Richard III, was released in 1955, and of course the Korean War finished in 1953. Well, Hawkeye had a TARDIS. That's right, he's using <laughs> his TARDIS again. Uh, the exterior and interior of the Korean shack don't match up. That's just like the mass, it's like the mass set though, isn't it? It's exactly yeah, different. yeah. <laughs> Again, like the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> William Jurgensen received an Emmy nomination for outstanding cinematography in a series. That surprised me for this. Episode. I know because it wasn't a whole lot of cinematography. Right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Larry Gilbert and Simon Mutner received an Emmy nomination for outstanding writing in a comedy series. That one I get. Yeah, because they have one man talk for that long. Had to be good writing. Uh, and our final behind the scenes, Shizuku Hoshi, who plays the mother in this episode, also played the role of Rosie in episode 61, Mad Dogs and Service. Yeah, I thought I recognized her. I was like, hey, <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. No wonder they took him in. She remembered. <laughs> she remembered Hawkeye. I remember you. you yeah, the former bar that. owner. Yeah. You know the great thing about Boston? It's where all the musicals come to try out before they go on to Broadway. Chum some on us. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You know, to fix the book, add a few songs, stuff like that. I saw all the great ones there. Oklahoma, King and I, South Pacific. You know what was great about that? The way he did the ending. Once you have found her, never let her go. Once you have found her, never let her go. I think the dog is better. I didn't just see hits there, though, you know. Before I left, I saw this real turkey, a musical, Up Your Love. Remember the big song from that show, a ballad. You're mine, I'm yours, we're ours. Who but you, who but me, could be us better than we? That was a real turkey. Closed it intermission. I love the theater, but I never come late. That's why the doctor is a tramp. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And I am at Tales Podcast. And we have a totally radical website, man. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And you can send us your feedback and, of course, the answers to our trivia questions to mash4077 
4077podcast at gmail.com. And we even have a very cool store where you can buy all kinds of neat stuff, all with the MASH 4077 logo on it. Even has our pictures. I've seen it. Pretty cool stuff. You can find our online store at www.zazzle.com forward slash MASH 4077 podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 podcast. All right, so that's going to do it for this episode. So Ahmed's thumbs up, Al thumbs down, and I think I'm right in the middle, both of you guys. <laughs> you can't win them all, I no. guess. <laughs> All right, well, uh, I'm Kenny. I'm Simon. And I'm Peter Pan. And we'll be seeing ya. Don't you sometimes wonder about babies? I mean, how do they know what to do in there? They start out looking like little hairless mice, and they wind up looking like us. How does it all work? I've, I've held a beating heart in my hand. I poked into kidneys and crocheted them together again. I, I pushed air into collapsed lungs like beat-up old pump organs. I squeezed and probed and prodded my way through hundreds of miles of gut and goo, and I don't know what makes us live. I mean, what keeps us in motion? What keeps the heart beating without anybody rewinding it? Why do the cells reproduce and re-re-reproduce with such gay abandon? What force brought us together in such fantastic complexity? I've seen a lot of bodies, and they never cease to amaze me. Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programs and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean. So just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. 
we uncover little-known and often overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures, and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort, or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. Do you remember playing great PC games like King's Quest, Command & Conquer, and X-Wing? Do you remember spending hours tweaking your config sys and auto-exec bat files to eke out just one more K of conventional memory? If you do, then you may be interested in my show, The Upper Memory Block. Every two weeks, we talk in-depth about a game, game series, company, or technology from the DOS and pre-Windows XP gaming era. We'll discuss the story, gameplay, and technology of the games of the time. But more importantly, we're going to focus on what made each game special, interesting stories from their development, and how they shaped what PC gaming is today. If you remember gaming in the late 80s and early 90s, or you're interested in finding out more about it, come join your host Joe in the Upper Memory Block. That's the Upper Memory Block Podcast at umbcast.com, or find it on iTunes. Nash 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production, and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0, United States license, all rights reserved. Written by Larry Gelb. All right, next up we have Shikutsu Hoshi. She played the mother. Shikutsu, oh my god. Shizuku. Shizuku, what did I say the first time? Did I say Shizuku? No, you said it wrong the first time too. Okay, Shizuku. Mm -hmm. Shizuku, oh my god, Shizuku. (laughs) 